and welcome to another visionary episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Catherine Weigel, and I've lost about 145 pounds. Wow. And with me today is my husband, who has lost... Oh, a little over 100 pounds. Wow, I was like thinking of saying my name. What's your name? <laughs> you? <laughs> I was going to say my name first. My name is Donald Weigel. Hi. And I am, uh, this is a visionary episode and I can see with my vision that you are next to me. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a couple of episodes ago, you accused me of not listening to you because I wasn't listening to you. I was trying to think of what I was going to say. Yeah. So here you are in the exact same position, thinking you know what I'm going to say, and you just preparing your thing to say about it, so neener, neener, neener. I have 122 other episodes in which I said my name first, so (laughs) saying my weight first uh, threw me off. Sorry. That's all right. Hi there, and welcome. These things happen in both marriages and podcasts. Yes, and the the business of weight loss, which is what we are in. Yes. Today, we are going to talk about... Your weight loss vision. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Not just what you see, but with you, what you see with your mind's eye. And and uh, we're going to get into uh, the age-old concept of strategy versus tactics. They're just It's going to be so fun. It's, it's going to be, be great. Super, super well, let's fun. stop talking about what we're going to do and let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh, that is a tactical, strategical move. So I went to business school back in the day, um, if you can imagine me as a child with a with sort of a briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine is basically president business from... <laughs> the Lego movie, only she's a lady. Oh, what? It turns out ladies can be president business also. Okay, well, there's actually a point to all of this. So I fancied myself an artist back in the day. I yeah. was a free spirit man. I went to Lollapalooza. Yeah. Um, but I uh, worked in the the business world of businesses and, and paperwork, etc., TPS reports, and She'd I pick up the phone and say things like buy, sell, <laughs> buy, sell. This is very important. And then hang up. I promise there is the point to this. Um, but I was a photography major and I, I was uh, I was working at a, a business and they offered to help pay for my college. Yeah. Uh, but and here's the big but <laughs> I had to get a business degree. And I felt like a total sellout. I felt like I am an artist. Yeah. I like business is for losers who don't go to Lollapalooza. Yeah, Why? you sold out to the man. <laughs> but I really felt like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a photographer. I'm an artist, and this just isn't for me. But they were going to pay for it, so I conceded. And at the time, I didn't understand that. Everything in life is a business. Yeah. And if I wanted to be a photographer, having a business acumen to back that up actually mattered. So very quickly, I realized that understanding things like finance and math and statistics and accounting and marketing, all of it mattered to my actual real life. And yeah. being an artist, quote unquote, it maybe could be more successful if I actually had the business chops to back it up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of artists fail because they don't understand the business side of things at all. Right, and so it actually pretty quickly I drank the uh, the business Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, business is very important. I like TPS reports. I took a management class, and they talked about the difference between strategies and tactics. And in fact, there being sort of vision statements for companies. And it got down to the point of the TPS reports and the the you know yeah. the number crunching. But that if you didn't have a vision for your organization, that 
you could have as many, you know, like, I want to be a billionaire. That's great. Like if you buy the boardwalk on Monopoly, but you don't actually have like a, a vision of the kind of business that you want to have. Right. And we as people want businesses, at least, you know, theoretically, we want to buy from businesses that we feel are ethical, that yeah. we feel like are giving back to communities that are sustainable and environmentally aware and have good business practices and good relationships. We we build our uh, communities around businesses that we believe in. But so many times, we do not realize that we are in the business of ourselves. Yeah. And for as much as we think globally, we don't act locally when we're thinking about our own bodies. Yeah, like if you're a per, if you're somebody who's listening to this, you're probably a person. <laughs> <laughs> and and interesting. You know, we we think about our business and doing business, but we don't always think about, you know, think about ourselves as a business and how we should run ourselves. You know, we we go into it with just sort of a willy-nilly like, you know, loosey-goosey, I'm going to just keep <laughs> saying things. Um, way of just having a, well, I'll try this a little bit and I'll do that a little bit without having kind of an overall vision statement for ourselves. Right. And a lot of times we get so caught up in the day-to-day of life that we don't really get the opportunity to sit back and go, what kind of a person do I want to be? What are, what do I believe in? What are my goals and objectives? Yeah. And we can just be trying to, you know, pay the bills and get dinner on the table and not really think about the long-term vision for ourselves. And like I f- when I was young, I used to think to myself, I'm not going to do anything if I can't do it with the idea of being the best at it. You know, like, I don't want to start... I'm not sure that I knew that. Well, it was like, I don't want to start learning to play the guitar if I'm not going to be in a band that is then going to be successful. Like, I used to talk myself out of doing things because I, I, if I couldn't be the best at it, and I definitely used to do that with, with fitness and health. I used to be like, I'm not going to do that exercise if it's not going to turn me into the best at it, if I'm not going to be able to do... You know, if I'm not going to be able to run marathons or I'm not going to be able to play some professional sport at doing it, then why am I bothering doing it? Or if it's not going to turn me into an underwear model, you know, it's not going to give me a perfect body. And I then- always think of Marky Mark when you say that. <laughs> 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 Who do you think of when you think of underwear models? Let us know. I think of Marky Mark all the, all time, the time. So Just I don't know. Uh, I don't know why that would be any different. What a funky bunch. But I, I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, that we oftentimes don't think about our long-term overall vision in realistic terms either that we put these like too big of a goals on ourselves and rather than narrowing it down into something realistic that makes sense for operating our business that is us i don't know if i've told you this before but we have a tea kettle on the stove you uh, have told me that we have a tea kettle we on the do. stove no, before. But I yes just, i did know that yeah we have it but Okay, and this actually is germane to the topic. Yeah. We have get-rich-quick schemes in our head. Our daughter will sometimes be like, do you think I could sue the government for (laughs) whatever and be a millionaire? I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to actually work for that. Yeah, you're going to have to do your history homework. Sorry, you got to do your homework. Go do your homework. But there are still times when I'm like cleaning the tea kettle and I'm like, I wonder if I rub it three times if a genie will come out and I'll be a millionaire and I'll wish for a million wishes. That actually happened the other day. But we 
have these get thin. It'd be cool if it did. <laughs> It'd be super cool, Donald. I have to tell you something. Yeah. Um, so we have these get rich quick schemes in our head. We've got these get thin quick schemes. And we think our break is right around the corner. The next, you know, uh, one weird trick, the next diet fad, the next plan, the next quarter in the slot machine. But we don't actually create a plan for wealth. We don't create a plan for health. I, I actually yeah. did not mean for that to rhyme. I really apologize. But we, uh, but in that, in that sort of like, I want to be a billionaire. I want to be thin. We focus on the tactics. I'm going to do no carbs. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to do Weight Watchers. I'm going to calorie track. Right. We go right to that. And I did that. I mean, you did that for a very long time. Oh yeah, yeah. And and it was about. It, it was more about somebody just tell me exactly what to do, and I will follow their plan, no matter how much I hate it, no matter how miserable I am. And as soon as I finish that plan, then I'm done and it's over. And, you know, but if you were a business, you don't just say to yourself, well, we're going to put out this one product. And then once we sell out of it, we're done. We're going to walk away and the business is over. You know, you have to keep coming up with new things and you have to right, do stay relevant things. in the yeah. market and do SWOT analyses and have smart strategic goals. I'm sorry. I almost just fell asleep thinking about <laughs> I all know, those businessy me too. things. I have tried with our daughter too. She's like, I want to do a lemonade stand. I'm like, well, let's do a cost-benefit analysis. She just... <laughs> She falls asleep. It's like, fine, I don't even want to sell lemonade. Fine, I just won't yeah, do it. I am exactly. such the fun police. I'm super boring. <laughs> Darn business school teaching me all the things. Yeah. But we skip to the end. And I did that from age 12 when I probably started my first diet. I just wanted to lose 40 pounds. Yeah. I just wanted to not be last uh, trying to run the one mile lap at school. And I did that all the way into my early 40s where I just had the end goal in mind. I want to be thin. I want Donald to be thin. I want us to be thin people without actually a vision for the kind of life that I wanted us to build for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that the the opposite can also be true, you know, not to jump ahead or step on what you were going to say, but I think we can also do that thing where we're like, I need to lose weight. Like I need to be healthier, but then we don't think about how we're going to accomplish right. any of that. Like we're we're all vision. We're all just big picture and we don't think about the smaller like how do we do it. Well, and I th I uh, I'm not going to name names, but I do know people who have had those visions, who have all of these great ideas, but they don't have the business acumen to actually carry out the plan. So I could be a great artist but have no idea how to market myself, yeah. no idea how to talk to people because I'm an introvert and I have haven't taken public speaking classes. Um, all of this has a point, but we can focus on the end goal. I need to lose 30 pounds by the wedding. I'm going on a cruise and I want to be this weight. And we don't actually create that vision of the kind of life that we want for ourselves. Yeah. And I, you know, did all the diets. I did Weight Watchers 20 times, Atkins. We've talked about it before. And Donald has done diets. And we've gotten to that goal. We've gotten to that finish line of, oh, I did it. Yep. Now I'm done. And then going back to our old habits. And we did that time and time again. And it wasn't until this last time, which started in January of 2016, where I was so dejected and depressed and overwhelmed and 
to the point where I felt like I was actually on the downward spiral of my life. Like I actually felt like that. I'm like, this is what 40 feels like, I guess. Like, I guess it's just downhill and I'm guess I'm exhausted. Yeah. Only for me, I think it started at 35. I was just (laughs) like, well, I'm, I guess I'm just going to feel like this forever now. Forever now. And I was to the point where I thought I had passed any opportunity that I had to improve my life. And four years later, magically, I lost 100 pounds, and so did Donald. Cut to four years later, and we're we're healthy. We're fixed. We're fixed. Yeah, it's all over. So we have four years of experience under our belts of going from being the people that we used to be before 2016, where we just kept thinking about the end results, to having the experience of the last four years in building the kind of people that we want to be. And it didn't happen overnight. But I got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't know if that was a vision statement. I'm yeah. not sure that that yeah. is like what Apple's like vision statement was. But I just decided I had to do my life differently. And at the time, my strategy was counting calories and walking. But I didn't have the vision of like, oh, I'm improving my life and I'm creating boundaries with people. And I'm like, I'm actually improving our overall relationship and our circumstances. And we can get so focused on the tactics of I'm going to eat 200 calories and I'm going to walk 500 steps that we forget about the why that we're doing all of this. It's not just about eating a lean cuisine. It's not about finding a lower calorie ketchup. Those are the little tiny dots that make up our day. But in all, we're doing this because the vision that we have for our lives has changed. And so as you're listening to this, we're going to kind of go through a, a business funnel of how all of this works. Do not fall asleep. <laughs> Stay awake. Clap, clap. Well, in a previous episode and in other episodes, we've talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is shaped like a pyramid. And you sort of start at the bottom of that pyramid and go up. And this strategies versus tactics is is the upside down pyramid or the funnel. Yeah. And you start with the big picture and then drill down and drill down till you get to the, the little tiny details, the minutia. Right. So we hear people say, I want to lose 30 pounds. I need to be in my size for jeans. Like you have all of these ideas about the end point that you want to get to. That's your goal. Yeah. Or but, or just say, I need more exercise or I need to feel healthier. Like an even, even less specific goal than that. Right. So in the business world, the funnel goes from, if you sort of see a reverse triangle, the big picture is your vision. It's sort of the overall arching feeling that you want to have about your life. It then goes down to your mission. So everybody, you can say something like, I want to have a happy life. Yeah. But that can mean something different for every single person. Your mission could be, and this would be mine, to make my emotional and mental health a priority. Yeah. Like that's more specific than a happy life. Like hmm. I ha- I suffer from depression, so I would like to make my emotional and mental health a priority. That sounds like a good that's idea. Great. Um, So my abstract goal, which is sort of the next thing on the funnel, my goal is to be healthier. And we can say that, but what does that actually mean? Because that can mean something different for you than for me. Um, Donald uh, was diagnosed with diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know why you can't just say diabetes. <laughs> I don't know, because I'm a child. It's either diabetes or Di- diabetes. diabetes. Or, yeah. That's uh, the Greek god diabetes. <laughs> um, Love her work. Yeah. It's fantastic. But so the goal can be abstract. I want to lose weight. I want to run faster. I want to be healthier. But your objective, which would be the next step, would be something specific. It would be a metric. Donald was diagnosed with diabetes. He wanted to lower his diabetes a- A1C. A1C. I got it right. I can spell. Uh, <laughs> the first spelling bee I ever got right. Yeah. But you could say, I want to lower my A1C by two points. I want to lower my BMI by two points. I want to reduce the circumference of my hips by two inches. That is an objective. Your strategy is then how you're actually going to get that done. So it's not a vague, I want to be healthier. I want to lose the weight. We're getting into the more narrow part of the funnel right now. Um, So your strategy is can be made up of whatever you're ready for, exercise, your diet, your sleep, different aspects of your life, your mental health, seeing a therapist, that kind of thing. The tactics are then the day-to-day action steps that you take to carry out those things. So it's almost like the way this all kind of got started is Donald and I were thinking about strategies versus tactics. Your strategy is you know, the bigger picture of wanting to be healthier. The tactics are how you get it done day by day. Yeah. And, you know, and that's like your, that's your meal prep, your, your counting calories, uh, you're getting a certain number of steps, you know, all of those little things that add up to, to actually making it happen. Well, and I think the, the big part of this, because, you know, I've talked recently about gaining a little bit of weight is I have changed my tactic by reducing my calories. Yeah. And I uh, was disappointed because I hadn't lost anything on the scale in a week. Oh, boy, seven whole days and my life didn't change. (laughs) Boo hoo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But the, the reason all of this matters is going back to that big picture. It's not about the day. It's not about the week where maybe the scale didn't move. It's about the vision that you have for your actual big picture life. It's not, you know, oh, I forgot to drink water today or, oh, I didn't hit my step goal. It's what direction you're going in. The, like I said, the big picture. You know, it's it's sort of that idea. A lot of this, um, we were talking about this beforehand, the strategies versus tactics thing. Um, started as a military idea. You know, the big picture was win the war, and then the tactics were all the little things that you have to do to in order to win that war. Yeah. And, you know, Catherine uh, was saying before we started, you know, me getting diabetes was like I got drafted into it, exactly. the war. You know, the war I didn't want to fight, that I wasn't even expecting that I would have to fight. And then I had to come up with all of the tactics in order to be able to win that war. And just because we lose a battle doesn't mean that we give up. You know, we have a bad day. We we go on vacation. COVID strikes, you know, and we just don't expect it. And we have to change things. That doesn't mean that we give up because, 
in this particular case, what is giving up look like? You know, right. it, it's our whole lives. Well, and if we say like, oh, I'm a conscientious objector. Well, guess what? You still have diabetes. Yeah. So like, what are you going to do about it? And you it? still have to eat food and you still have to move. You know, theor- theoretically, you can't just sit in one place all the time. You have to be able to actually be mobile and get up and move around and walk upstairs and go get groceries and, and all of the things that we do in life. Well, and there's no, we, we had an episode called There's No I and quit. Even if you decide that you don't want to manage your health anymore, you still pay a price for those choices. And we're not getting into military history here, but you can be a neutral, like, oh, well, I just, I love yeah. my body. My body's great. It's a wonderland. Um, but <laughs> if you get diabetes, you still have to deal with that issue. If you get high blood pressure, if you have, you know, heart disease, those attacks are coming at you and you can either decide to do nothing about it and be like, well, I guess this is my body telling me I'm not going to live past 60. Like you can do that or you can take an active role in creating a life for yourself that battles against those things for you. And I've told this story many, many times on this podcast, but I had gotten to a point in my life where I had just decided I was giving up that I was just going to not do anything. I was just going to eat what I wanted and not exercise. And I was just going to get as heavy as I got. And that was what it was going to be because it felt too hard and it felt too overwhelming and it felt like too much. And then I went to my doctor and I got the diabetes diagnosis. And like we just said, I was drafted back into the war, you know, because I was unwilling. There was a point at which I was unwilling to allow diabetes to ravage my body because my doctor looked at me and said, you know, some of the effects of this are that you could go blind or you could lose a limb. And I was unwilling to live my life with either of those two things happening. And so I was forced, you know, in air quotes, now it feels like I should have been doing it all along, that I was forced back into the battle um, to develop tactics and a vision and not just make them temporary, but make them permanent, make them things that I could do over and over again moving forward, because this was one battle that was never going to be over. You know, I was always going to have to be fighting it. I was always going to have to be vigilant, and I was going to have to find a way to keep doing things that I could do for the rest of my life. Well, and I didn't realize, you know, from age four when I had my first binge, I didn't realize I had really an eating disorder. I didn't realize I was a stress eater and a compulsive eater. And, you know, I was bulimic. And I didn't really think of that as a problem. I thought that I was sort of reacting to things around me. And I didn't like taking up space. I kind of wanted to stay out of the way. I didn't think I deserved to take up emotional or physical space in the world. And I used food as sort of a distraction from participating in my life because it was much easier to sit on the couch and eat and wallow in, you know, misery about work things than it was to actually realize I needed to set boundaries with people. I needed to take responsibility for my time. And 
we have the benefit of having gone through our, you know, 20s and 30s and into our 40s of being victims in our own war and being victims of our lives and getting to the point where we woke up and realized that it was our duty to practice some self-care and to change our habits in a way that would ultimately benefit us. It wasn't like day one when I got on, you know, when I when I put on my pants that almost ripped. It wasn't like, I need a vision statement for my life. Like, I yeah. just didn't want my pants to rip. Like, that was my mission was, please don't rip your pants at work. That would be terrible. And it wasn't until I had the benefit of time and introspection to really realize that this isn't just about you know, I'm not going to eat between the hours of X and Y. I'm going to only have X number of carbs a day. That is the tactic. That is the, the small, you know, myopic vision of our lives. The big picture is I want to be healthy and active. I want to not feel aches and pains all day. We did an episode uh, for uh, like 100 reasons that we feel better now yeah, ha yeah. having lost 100 pounds. There are 100 non-scale victories that I have now that have nothing to do with the number on the scale and everything to do with my ease of movement, the boundaries that I've set the way my body feels. And it doesn't have to do with that. I want to lose 30 pounds by a wedding or I want to, you know, lose X number of pounds before my high school reunion. That is a, you know, that's an end goal, but it's not a vision for your life. I want to be able to dance at a wedding. I want to be able to, you know, have the stamina and the endurance to enjoy every single bit of it instead of falling asleep halfway through because I'm exhausted from, you know, getting through the Y and YMCA, which actually happened once <laughs> yeah it really did that that y and ymca <laughs> like all right like, i'm done almost yeah no i'm not doing the m the c and the a that's not happening we really didn't make it through the song we sat down and i have i mentioned earlier in this episode that i just thought i was going to be tired all the time for the rest of my life when i hit 35 and i turned 50 about six months ago and i feel 10 times better maybe 100 times better than i did 15 years ago and now my mission my plan is to move forward through my 50s, 60s, 70s, and however many years I have left, trying to hold on to this feeling of fitness and feeling better and be able to pick myself up off the floor if I fall down, be able to continue carrying my groceries up the stairs, be able to continue walking up the stairs in the first place, holding on to this feeling of fitness that I have now that I never really had before. Even when I successfully lost weight before, I never really had this mindset of doing this permanently, of waging this war for the rest of my life and really continuing to keep up with it and that it was just my lifestyle now, that this was just the way I was going to be, that it wasn't just a temporary, like, fight the battle and then go home and lay down on the couch for the rest of my life. No, for sure. And I think, you know, at the beginning, we sort of thought of this again as like strategy versus versus tactics. And strategies are the planning, preparing, and kind of setting yourself up for the successes in war and peace times. But that planning and preparing thing, we can get lost in that too. And I think Donald mentioned that. We can spend so much time trying to decide what the best move is and learning and listening to podcasts. And we don't actually end up taking the action. Yeah, for we sure. We just collect data and 
and we collect strategy and we read different books. And should I do Weight Watchers? Should I do calorie counting? I don't really know. So getting to that point where you're ready to actually take the action, the tactics are carrying out the objectives of the strategy. So the strategy is the planning and the prep and the, the tactics are what you do day by day to get it done. Day by day, Donald and I get up at 4.30. We drink coffee. We rebound for an hour and 20 minutes. We do arm exercises. I do yoga. He does stairs. Like we pre-track our food. We have timed eating. All of those are the tactics. None of that is the vision. Yeah. The vision is we want to be healthy. We want to be fit. We want to be able to get up flights of stairs. We want to be active in our old age and not be bedridden. Like, and maybe that's not like the, you know, we haven't crafted a perfect vision statement for our life. But in general, like, <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm dying every day. I right. want to feel like the best is yet to come, not behind me. And so if when we get lost in the tactics, when we get lost in the like, like I said, oh, I didn't hit my step goal. Oh, you know, Michael Jordan didn't win that one basketball game. It's not about the day. It's about the practice of getting it done and what you're aiming for and the, you know, over time building up a regimen for yourself that makes you feel better in your own skin that that points you in the right direction. It's not about the particular number on the scale or the particular calories of a day, but the the trajectory that you're on for creating the life for yourself. Yeah, you mentioned Michael Jordan and you know, I haven't I'm no basketball expert, but I understand that he lost as many as four games throughout <laughs> his career and what? still was considered. No, I mean, he literally lost dozens, maybe hundreds of games throughout his career um, and was still considered maybe the greatest player of all time. And it's not about the daily wins and losses column. It's about being in this for the long haul. And I think what ultimately we're trying to say here is that you can't just be all vision or all tactics. They have to work together. The other portion of good news, though, is you don't have to figure out all of this right now. You can do this in baby steps. Figure out your vision and your tactics as slowly as you're comfortable, but keep moving forward. You have to keep climbing up that hill, or in this case, sliding down that funnel. <laughs> yeah, there are funnels, there are mountains. There are funnels, there, there are, are pyramids. Courts. And you know, and can I just say that our funnel, I think, is the fun funnel. The fun funnel. <laughs> yeah, um, and so it's about just keeping moving forward, not going back, doing things to bring them into your life. And you may not stick with everything that you do for the rest of your life, but it's about continuing to learn and grow and move forward and trying new things, but doing something, doing what you can do right now. Well, and we've talked about it before, like the goal can be one thing, but your tactics can change. Their circumstances might change. You might have a child, which then totally changes your ability to work out in the morning. You might move to another city and the gym isn't where it used to be. You might realize that keto isn't right for you or Weight Watchers isn't right for you. And your end vision and your end goal of health and prosperity can be your North Star. It can be the thing that guides you. And then the actual strategies and tactics can change depending on the season of your life, depending on COVID, depending on you know how old your kids are, or how much extra time that you have. But in the end, Donald and I aren't doing this for 
the stickers on the calendar that say we did a good job <laughs> or, you know, the Fitbit battles that and it's not a battle fitbit you know gold ch- day challenges no that i'm Donald mostly wins. doing it for the fitbit oh you battles. are okay. yeah no i really am okay no not really oh, that's good but you know we can get caught up in the like none of this matters why am i doing this i hate this why do i have to lose 30 pounds you don't have to lose 30 pounds yeah you do not you pay the price for whatever choice that you make. Yeah. Donald paid a price for not doing anything about diabetes until he did. Yeah, and if I had decided to do nothing at all, I would pay an even stiffer price later on than the one I paid. Well, and it, I, I, I just really hope that everyone understands that every choice matters and every day matters. And we're all going to have slip ups. We're all going to have battles that we lose. We're going to go in directions that don't pan out. I thought at one point that I was going to be on Atkins forever. And then I remembered that carrot cake was a thing. Oh, yeah. And then that stopped and then it didn't happen anymore. But because I didn't have an end like vision for myself. I was just focused on losing that weight. And once that was done, I was like, all right, war's over. I'm back to the old, you know, carrot cake. I'm fixed. I can eat what I want now. Yeah. So it's not about that. It's about creating an environment for yourself where you're, you're flexible enough to change your strategies and change your tactics. But your end vision is health and prosperity. And I didn't think that four years ago. Please, like, make no mistake. It wasn't like I woke up saying, I need a vision statement for myself. I need a mission. But over time, I realized that for 40 years, I just tried to lose weight. That's all I want. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to, you yeah. know, rub the tea kettle three times <laughs> and have, you know, Babu come out and grant me three wishes for some reason. Yeah. You know, I wanted that end result. I didn't realize like, oh, I want to be fit. I want to be able to carry all the groceries up the stairs. I want to be able to get off the floor when I fall. Like I actually found, I didn't tell you this, Don, I don't know if I did, but I found a letter that my grandmother wrote me maybe 15, 20 years ago when, when my grandfather was still alive. Yeah, And he was in a nursing home at the time. And my grandmother was a physical therapist. Um, she's retired. But she actually wrote, your grandfather refuses to walk. He's working with the nurses. Oh. And he just won't do it. And there's nothing we could – like, he could walk if he wanted to, but he just won't do it. And f- seeing that and remembering visiting him and oh. him being in a wheelchair. It breaks my heart. He just was like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. And he had the opportunity to have the resources for daily practice of 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 health, and he just didn't take it. He had given up. Yeah, and, that that just breaks my heart. And I, mean, I know that that that's like an actual family like that's a, that's awful. It's awful to think that he just decided that he just didn't want to do that anymore. And I have the opportunity. And the resources right now to practice that self-care. Maybe when I'm 85 years old, I won't have that position. But right now, I'm ready to fight for it. And I'm ready to do as much as I can now to prepare myself for my 70s and my 80s to have that health. And health things may come along that we cannot control. They they do. But I am certainly going to fight as hard as I can to make sure that the things that I can control are in my control and that they're not taken away. Away from me. 
Yeah. So in conclusion of sort of how all this works out, because I know it's super to talk about funnels and tunnels and uh, funnel cakes on a podcast. It's a fun funnel. It's a fun funnel. So you start out with your vision. That's your big picture, who you are and where you're going. Your mission is sort of your what you're going to focus on. I'm going to focus on my mental and my physical health. Mm -hmm. Your core values, how you want to behave, which I didn't talk about, but I'm talking about it now. Why not? Um, But your your values, like I'm not going to do this quickly or with some sort of gimmick or scheme. I am ready to actually invest in myself. Your strategies are what you will do to get it done. Your objectives are the metrics around that. You're going to reduce your A1C level by X number of points. You're going to reduce your cholesterol, your blood pressure. Those are actual the, the numbers behind it. And then your tactics are the implementation plan that you take to get it done day after day. But we cannot just live on tactics. We are not hired guns just out there to, you know, win the day, come in, you know, and like as a ringer and just like win the baseball game or win the war. This isn't about a victory or a ribbon or a medal. This is about creating a sustainable environment for yourself, creating the business of you that you actually want to be a part of. Would you, I I heard it, I can't remember which podcast it was in, but you know, like, would you hire you for the business of you? If you like looked at your, you know, financials and would you be like, you're fired as the CEO of, of business for Donald Weigel. Yeah, of of Donald Inc. Exactly. Incorporated. And having the ability to step back and see that like none of this is punishment. None of this is put upon you. None of this is, you know, like you're not a victim to your healthy habits. You are the beneficiary. You have the ability to invest in yourself. You have the ability to learn new skills, both in your boundaries with people, your boundaries with food, and change your relationship with all of that. And we have done that. Like I, five years ago, just wanted to be thin. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know why. I just wanted to be thin. Now I realize, regardless of what the scale says, I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to track my calories. I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm not going to drink during the week. I'm like, I have these things in place and it took time. And it's only now with the benefit of hindsight that I see that this is a business. We're in the business of taking care of ourselves. And if we can do it without, you know, the benefit of being like super active people in the past, if we can do it in our forties, we know that you can do it. So how are you going to start taking responsibility for your own business. We saw, and I know this is like the end of the thing, we saw Business Impossible, a restaurant impossible on the Food Network the other day. Yeah. And the... A guy comes in in like two days. Uh, there's a failing business, and he just like it's like, all right, we're we have ten thousand dollars, and we're going to totally redo your your space, and we're going to get you a new menu, and then you're going to be fine and ready to go. And he comes in in a whirlwind, changes everything, and then expects the owners to just suddenly be like, now we're wonderful business owners and everything's fine. And he goes away in a puff of smoke, I think, and then yeah. suddenly the business is there to just either survive or not. And we spent so many years thinking about that, like, if only I had $10,000 in two days and someone would come in and make me the new me, then everything would be fine. This is not about a weekend makeover. This is about actually learning the, the strategies 
to implement changes in your life that are sustainable and that are for your long-term benefit. Even if day by day you don't see the immediate change, over time, over four years, Donald and I have changed our lives, and we know that you can too. And I, for one, applaud your tactic of listening to this podcast. <laughs> Dun, da, da, da. Um, please continue to do so. We appreciate every single one of you out there. And if you would like to get in touch with us and tell us about some of the tactics that have worked for you, some of the visions that have worked for you, if you have ideas for us about future episodes, if you have questions we do answer, you can write to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you can also join our weight loss support group, Wolt Place, W O L T Place, by looking at our or going to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and click on Join Our Support Group. You can find more information there. Um, it's for ladies only, guys. Yeah. Just, guys don't participate, just the way it is. Guys are lone loners. Yeah, so, I don't know what that is about dudes, but we just uh, we don't join in in groups like that. Yeah. For so, uh, so yeah. So if you want to find out more, you can go there. Uh, but uh, yeah. Let's... And if you would like to uh, do us a favor, we would really appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a uh, quick review. We a we really appreciate it. It helps boost our ego. Ego, but b it helps other people find us when they're searching for uh, podcasts that are in our genre. So if you're still not sure if Michael Jordan ever actually lost a basketball <laughs> game or not, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. Thank you.